Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how you doing today? I'm happier than a whirling dervish in a tornado. <laughs> the whirling dervish makes a reappearance. Yes, he does. It's been a while. I, I remember the last time. Yeah, the last time you brought that up, I didn't know what it was. And, and I, I actually Googled it so I could get a better idea <laughs> of what a whirling dervish is. And now you know. And I know better now than I did before. Yeah. I'm not sure that I know entirely. I don't think I could be one. No, I definitely could not be one, but... <laughs> I, I, I do know what they are. So, so Jeff, we, yes. we all know that we need to get vitamins in our diet. Yes, we do. We all know that we need to get minerals in our diet as well. Like yes, we hear we that they, yes. they go together. I mean, you know, yes, everybody right. says, get your vitamins and your minerals, right? Well, I want to talk today about one of the minerals in particular that deserves a little bit of attention, and that is zinc. Zinc, yes, yeah, very zinc, important. Zinc, yeah. So I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know that after iron, zinc is the most abundant mineral in our bodies. So it's an important one. Uh, that, uh, also that it's needed for a ton of like important processes that our bodies do. Yes. For example, like maintaining the health of your immune system Mm -hmm. and allowing your body to heal. So I found some information on the website, eat this, not that, and, uh, found that zinc is very important. It's found in all of our tissues. It's required for the metabolism of protein, fats, carbohydrates. It also stabilizes cells and organ structures. It helps with thyroid function as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important for vision, blood clotting, wound healing, and immune function, as I mentioned before. So it does a lot of stuff, and this is all stuff that we need. Right. Stuff that's kind of important, right? Yeah, it is. So the recommended daily amount of zinc is 8 milligrams for an adult woman and 11 milligrams for an adult man. <laughs> so uh, the question becomes, how do we know if we're getting enough zinc in our diets? And I'm going to tell you. Oh, I'm waiting. Are you ready? I'm, I'm waiting. I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> so here's the thing: zinc deficiency is linked to poor immune function, and uh, so if you find yourself catching colds more often than usual, you might consider adding zinc mm-hmm. to your diet. Experts say that one quick way to determine if you have a deficiency is to look at your fingernails. So if you have a deficiency in zinc, you'll have white spots on your fingernails and you ought to get your, your levels tested. And it's not a white spot at the bottom where at the where the growth bed is, it's in the middle of your nail. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So not like if you have nails that extend above your fingers that that white no, is no, not no, it. No, no white it's, spots on it's, the it's in the bed, but it's not the at the, yes. the growth plate. It's it's above that. So if you've got white spots there then you then there's a possibility. That's not a guarantee, but there's a possibility uh-huh. that you have a, a problem with your zinc. So uh, they also say that gut and digestive issues are commonly related to low zinc levels. Uh, they also say that you could have problems with acne or mood issues or hair loss, blood issue, blood sugar issues, thyroid problems, and even reproductive issues if you're low in zinc. So, again, it's an important mineral that we need to make sure that yes. we're getting enough of. And um, if you're not getting the picture yet, you should understand that it's uh, something that we need to keep yes. our eye on. Right? Yes, that's true. So. When you're looking for zinc in foods, there's a variety of options, and I'm going to highlight just a few of them, and I'm going to go through these really quickly. Uh, But you want to make sure that you're reading your labels and uh, looking for zinc in the food that you're consuming, okay? Mm -hmm. So here it is. Number one. You ready for this one? I'm ready. I wonder if you like this. Probably, because you're asking me. Oysters. No. Okay. (laughs) So you don't like oysters. Well, oysters are hands down the richest source of zinc. Except for a zinc pill. No, no, they're the richest 
A food source, I should say. say food source, yes. But I, I bet even more than a zinc pill because uh, oysters have 66.81 milligrams of zinc. And uh, again, a man only requires 11 milligrams. So one three-ounce serving of oysters far exceeds your so zinc So I'm seeing the connection. You said it, it affects reproduction and then, and then the oysters. I'm seeing the connection there. I, there may be a connection of some sort there, right? There is a long-standing tradition of oysters and... Being aphrodisiac, yes. Yes. Okay, we're going to move on. Grass-fed ground beef. <laughs> Grass-fed ground beef. That's what they say. So it has 5.14 milligrams of zinc. So uh, almost, um, almost 50% of what mm-hmm. you're looking for in your zinc. Uh, in addition to that, a four-ounce serving has uh, a lot of protein, obviously. Beef is mm-hmm. rich in protein. Uh, B vitamins as well. And uh, again, it makes a great option when you're looking for zinc in your diet. Uh, that covers a couple of the meat options that are available for zinc, but zinc is also found in other foods. For example, oatmeal. I like oatmeal. I know you like oatmeal. Yeah, you make oatmeal at the office sometimes. Shh, it's a secret. Yes, it's I okay. Do. No, it's great. Get, just come right out with it. Okay, I'm an oatmeal love, closet oatmeal eater at the I office. I love oatmeal. So oatmeal has 2.95 milligrams of zinc, so that's about 40% of the daily value that is required. Uh-huh. So, so that's a good thing. Uh, cashews has 1.59 milligrams mm-hmm. of zinc. So a one-ounce serving of cashews gets you about 20% of the recommended total daily requirement for zinc. And then finally, the last one I'm going to talk about, and there are other foods. These, this is not an yes. all-inclusive list. But the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, reduced-fat milk. You like oh, milk, don't yes you? Yes, I do. Yeah, so milk has 1.17 milligrams of zinc. So it doesn't matter if you put it on your cereal or in your smoothies or if you like it straight from the glass or, Jeff, from the jug. Or from the cow. Or from the cow, it comes. It comes with zinc either way. Have you ever had it fresh from the cow? Uh, you, no, you're a farm boy. You, you were... I know. I grew up in Idaho, and I had a friend who woke up every morning and milked cows by hand. And you never got squirted in the face with. Uh, he squirted me in the face once, but, but didn't make it. In but your I mouth. didn't make it in my mouth, okay. and I said, "Knock it off, or I'm going to knock you off that stool." And he was probably afraid because you were a wrestler. No, he wasn't afraid at all. <laughs> we just <laughs> laughed. But anyway, zinc uh, is found in milk, uh, in addition to a lot of other nutrients like calcium and vitamin D. So uh, there are some a wide variety of ways that you can get zinc into yep. your diet. And again, if you want to have a healthy immune system and all those other things that we talked about, you want to make sure that you get your zinc. So, Jeff, make sure you get your zinc. I, well, I have thyroid. No, you know, my thyroid's good. So, yeah. so I was aware of zinc and the issues. So do you take it as a supplement? I do. Because you need to, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting it in your natural diet, uh, there are zinc supplements available as well. So something to consider. Yep. Today's guest, Jeff, is a longtime friend and a repeat Yay! expert on the active life, Tiffany Gust. Tiffany holds a master's degree in applied science and sports nutrition. She's a certified USAT triathlon coach, a U.S. master swim coach, and she's had a pretty incredible athletic career herself. Just to give you a small hint, she was an Ironman, Jeff, listen to this. She was an Ironman all-world athlete wow. in 2012, 2013, 2015, and 2016. Which means that she placed in the top 10% in her age group, which is That's impressive. incredible. That's impressive. Tiffany, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. We're, uh, we're always excited when we get to visit with you. And um, I, I've just talked about some of your triathlon prowess, which is pretty amazing. Really. Like, just own it. Don't be just humble. Say, just say it's, it's amazing. Thank you. But. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing, especially when you consider an Iron Man. Now, I know that we've talked about this before and we you know many people do know what an iron man is but for those that don't walk us through what an iron man is 
So a full distance Ironman would be considered the 140.6. So it's going and to be. You, no, wait, before yeah. you jump past, the, you know, we throw these numbers out there, yeah. right? We just throw them out there. But this is 140.6 miles. miles. Like, yeah. like this is yards or meters yeah. or kilometers, which is what kilometers <laughs> or, or inches, which I could do. Or inches. inches. <laughs> this is miles. So so in any triathlon, you start off with a swim. Start off with a swim. Uh, the full distance is a 2.4 mile swim. Which is a long way to Fun. swim. I mean, it's a long ways to swim. I, if you can do that, that's impressive to me. So and then you get out of the, you, you get in the the, the the lake, the water, whatever it is, wherever you're swimming. You swim 2.4 miles. You jump out of the water, and then what? Jump on your bike. Get on your bike. Get on your bike. Now listen to this. How far are you biking in an Ironman triathlon? 112 miles. So you dry out and then you get wet again from the sweat. That's right. <laughs> I would imagine that that is always the case. 112 miles on your bike, which is, again, you know, you throw these numbers out there, but wherever you're listening to the show, just think about a city that is 112 miles from where you're at. And think about, you know, that takes, what, an hour and a half, two hours by car to get there? Yeah. You're doing that on a bike, Tiffany. It's so fun. 112 <laughs> miles on the bicycle. And if that's not enough, just to add insult to injury, maybe, depending on how you're feeling at that time, what happens after the 112-mile bike ride? Well, you take off your helmet and your cycling shoes and you throw on your running shoes and go for a marathon, 26.2. A full marathon. Wow. And if you add all of that up, Jeff, it's 144.6 miles, just in case you lost track of the I, math. I, I, and my head's just, I didn't lose track of the math, but my head's just spinning. <laughs> I feel like a whirling dervish. It, like a whirling dervish. It, I mean, really, the Iron Man in so many ways, I think, is is really has to be considered or strongly considered the pinnacle of an athletic achievement. A marathon is huge. Absolutely. Really. I yeah. mean, anyone who runs a marathon is impressive. Like, Absolutely. you, you, you should be proud of that. That's an accomplishment. And uh, you tack a marathon onto the end of a swim that is pretty amazing and a bike ride that's pretty incredible. And then, Tiffany, on top of all that, you were able to qualify or, or finish in the top 10% of the races in your age group of the races that you competed in both in all 2012, 2013, 2015, and 2016. Tiffany, that, that's amazing. Like, seriously, that's just Thank awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. That's an Appreciate athletic that. achievement that you should feel good about. Now, I have a question for you. Are you still competing in triathlons? Still competing. Still doing Ironman. Still doing Ironman. Wow. St. George 2020 is the next on my schedule. So it's changed to a full for 2020. For 2020 it has, yeah. And uh, it's going to be fun to play in my own backyard. Wow. That is awesome. And once again, congratulations on a, just an incredible career. Thank you. Great example to your kids and to those that know you. That's just amazing because the dedication to be able to pull off an Ironman, like you don't just wake up one morning. Most of us are not going to wake I'm up one morning. I'm not going to, no. And say, ah, I think I'm going to hit that Ironman today, right? It in fact, I would go back. If I thought that, I would go back to bed. Yeah. A lot of time and a lot of effort. And look, he, he, here's the thing, Tiffany, not, not all of us are there. Not all of us are going to get there and that's okay. Yep. There's, there's many different paths. There's a lot of different ways to accomplish the things that you want to do. There's a lot of different ways to live the active life. Today, we want to talk a little bit about walking. Now we're talking my language. Yes. <laughs> and, and I know Jeff is a walker. Mm -hmm. You wake up early in the morning. I do. And uh, what time do you get up? I get up at 4.30 and 4 4.30 in the morning, which in and of itself is, is like almost yeah. worthy of an award, <laughs> yeah, I think. Agreed. <laughs> 4.30 in the morning to go out and go walking. And I know that you're very diligent at it. Yes, I am. And I think that you get benefits from it. I do. I, well, I, yeah. first of all, I get the peace of mind out there. I, the reason I like to go out early is because 
I see hardly anybody else. There's very little traffic on the road. I can actually think and walk and not worry about what's going on around me. I can focus on, on my thoughts and, and cleansing and, and, and getting my head in the right place. Which is really, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you can overstate the importance of that. No. And walking isn't the only way that you can do that mindful behavior. There's other ways. There's meditation. There's yoga. There's other things that you sure. can do. Um, but walking is a great way to do it. And again, I know that Jeff is very diligent with that and uh, that you do. You, you, you receive some of those great benefits. Oh, sure. So let's talk a little bit more from a, a trainer's expert standpoint. Um, Jeff has a great testimonial of walking, but what are the benefits of getting out there and walking, Tiffany? Well, Jeff mentioned one, which of course is that emotional health and just being able to have that conversation with yourself and just kind of debriefing and de-stressing, which is a really great benefit. But we can also look at some, at the cellular level, we're looking at um, cognitive um, increase. So decreases, uh, we see decreases in dementia as um, individuals age. We also see lower blood pressure, cholesterol levels, um, lower incidence of um, diabetes or blood sugar levels. So there's lots of things that are going on as we engage in this very functional everyday activity that we don't need much equipment to do. I'm glad you mentioned the the mental health aspect of it because I think that uh, it's it's time for us to understand that you know, whatever is good for our heart is good for our brain. I think we need to just keep pounding that drum because I think that's so important, especially in today's day and age as we're dealing with so many diagnoses of uh, Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. dementia and those kinds of things. So anything that we're doing that seems cardiovascular, that's good, that gets our heart rate up, that, you know, allows us to take a few deep breaths, you know, yeah. and maybe even, you know, bend over and grab our grab our knees a little bit because sure. we're, we've run out of breath. Anything that we do along those lines, walking, running, cycling, rowing, all those things, not only are they good for our heart, which is very important, but there's real mental benefits as well, cognitive benefits mm-hmm. that can really help offset some of the devastating effects of dementia and Alzheimer's. And of course, it, it's about consistency. Sure. Right? Absolutely. It's not about going out once and getting yourself really tired and then thinking, okay, I've, I've avoided <laughs> I'm Alzheimer's. I'm there. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> uh, it's got to be consistent. Um, but I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that's a really, really important aspect. Uh, not not also to, to discount just the mental health, you know, the ability to fight off anxiety and depression and, uh, you know, the other things that uh, that we deal with in our daily lives. And, and so many of us, uh, I guess it's fair to say, suffer from some of those things. Sure. So exercise is always going to be a piece of that as well. And then you mentioned, you know, obesity, diabetes, some of these other things that maybe seem... Um, like these big problems that are out there that couldn't possibly be solved by just walking, right? Sure. So I think, again, like we said, Tiffany, the key is the consistency to it, right? Oh, absolutely. So when you talk about walking, and I don't know if you know this, but is there a, a distance or a pace that is the best way? Like, what, what are we looking for so that we can get the most benefit, at, the most bang for our buck? Absolutely. So that's a really good question. When we look at distance or pace or things like that, really, we want to ask where are we right right now? So if I'm currently having a walking program, then I want to keep track of the distance that I'm or duration that I'm walking and maybe try to add five to 10 percent each week to really keep yourself challenged or changing the pace from an average pace to a more brisk pace. Um, But maybe you're not doing a a walking program right now. Start somewhere. Um, Maybe walking down to the mailbox and back might be the first start. So realizing where you are and then just starting to implement those small changes along the way as you move forward. 
And, and again, I, I think that you can't really overstate the importance of what you just said, Tiffany, and that is start where you are. Absolutely. You know, again, we're not all going to be able to go do an Ironman triathlon right now. Sure. And maybe that's not even your goal. Maybe it is. You know, what, whatever your journey is, whatever your, your course is, starting where you're at and doing something is infinitely better than just deciding, well, there's nothing I can do and then not getting involved. So you mentioned something just uh you know, just for the very, very beginner, the very, very basic, even if it's just walking down the street to the mailbox, there are some benefits there. Now, of course, we want to not stop there. Absolutely. <laughs> we want to continue from sure. there. I have a, a friend in my neighborhood who did exactly what you said. You know, he, he, he knew that he needed to do something, wasn't really um, I don't, maybe motivated is the right word, but decided I'm just going to do it. And he started just walking down the street and back home. And then he found out that he could do that. Yeah. And how empowering was that, you Absolutely. know? So then he decided to to uh, lengthen his stride and mm. to go further. And now yeah. he's out walking a mile a day and his That's goal great. is to walk three miles a day. And he's going to do it because he's found a way to start where he was at. That's fantastic. And uh, keep going. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, of course, we're visiting with author, coach, amazing athlete, Tiffany Gust. We're talking a little bit about walking and some of the benefits that uh, accompany the act of walking. I want to go back to something that you said just a second ago, and that is that about the barrier to entry. Um, it doesn't take much to walk, does it? No, it, it definitely doesn't. Um, a just, good pair of shoes and maybe yeah, even not the best pair of shoes. Yeah, but <laughs> something that's comfortable yeah. uh, that you feel that your feet are comfortable in, that you could take a couple steps. So, uh, so we talked about distance as a way to measure uh, where you're at. Or, or time. Or, or time from a, a walking Absolutely. standpoint. Mm -hmm. Are there any other ways that you can measure the intensity of your workout? What Absolutely. You, you, yeah. So um, that's actually the goal is to figure out where your intensity is and then maybe try to add some intervals of a higher intensity. And one way that you can check that, of course, is heart rate, uh, which a lot of devices um, have that on there. But uh, if you don't have a heart rate monitor, you could always use the talk test. So the talk test is, <laughs> are you able to visit with the person next to you um, and have a conversation without taking a breath um, between sentences or so forth, even between words? And that can kind of give you an indication if if you're really getting some cardiovascular and um, lung benefit from the workout. So if you're out with a friend and you're just chatting back and forth and that conversation is just free flow, mm -hmm. maybe you need to walk a little bit faster. Is that what you're saying? It absolutely would help to pick yeah. up the pace and bring it up a little uh, to a brisk pace. Absolutely. And I would highly recommend if you're going to be talking and somebody's not with you, do it in the dark so nobody can see that nobody else is with you. <laughs> and that's what seems to work for you, it right, It works Jeff? just fine for me, yes. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning out in Hurricane, Utah. There's very few people on very the road. Very few people. Walking. You, you can the talk cows, to the animals. The cows and the horses do look over at me and wonder what I'm doing, but that's yeah, okay. That's okay. You, <laughs> so there's something else. Sorry, Kyle. No, I was going to say you don't feel judged by them at no, all. I don't. So, I don't. Yeah. Something else. I, I like to use some arm motions while I'm doing my walking. Yeah. Lift them, raise them, mm -hmm. move them back and forth. And, Absolutely. And increase the intensity of that as I go as well, just to get a little extra oomph in my, my walk. That's great because anytime you're raising those arms over the head, you're getting the heart rate up. And so you are you are getting an extended benefit from I that. It's harder well. to talk to myself when my hands are up my, above my head than it is when they're down on my side. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> So I do see, I do see that happen, you know, as, as I'm going down the road or whatever, you do see people with extending their hands over mm -hmm, their heads. So, sure. so the benefit is that that does increase your heart rate Absolutely. even more. The more, 
body that you can move, the better it is, right? Absolutely. So full disclosure, when, when I first started doing it, when I'd see headlights coming my direction, I would wait for the headlights to pass, so I don't care. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't know what I'm doing, that's your problem. <laughs> so there was a time when you felt a little bit of self-conscious. I felt, I felt self-conscious, but now it's like but no, no big deal. No. Yeah. You well, and I, I think that's, you know, health and wellness is about you anyway, right? That's right. So you see people out doing things that maybe aren't what you would do, but find the thing that you do and then not, don't worry, right? That's right. Don't even worry about what anybody else has going on. In, in that's their, their problem if they don't head. know what's going on. Awesome. So uh, we're learning that we need to get our whole body into it. Um, that there are some devices that uh, could tell us what our heart rate is, but you don't have to have a device, nope. but it can be an important tool. Sure. Are there, uh, this isn't like a, a product review, but are there devices that you've seen that work better than others or are they all pretty much the same or what, what do you recommend if someone's really thinking, I want to get one, but I don't know where to start. Sure. So if you're starting with heart rate, I would recommend getting a chest strap rather than a wrist one because it's okay. going to be more accurate. Um, but if you already have a wrist one, then just use that and know that it's, you know, technology is changing and we're getting, um, more accurate readings as as we have more products come out um use what you have make make use of what you have um, there's lots of apps on your phones that can help track distance and time as well and your pace so those are good um, things to use as well indicators too so mm -hmm. I, so i don't have a device a, a wrist device or a chest device but i do when i go out uh tend to bring my phone with me and i've mm -hmm. found that that's been uh, not only is it good in the moment to kind of track what's going on, but it's been really interesting for me to look back and see the history and yeah. know, you know, that I'm doing something and then to realize, well, these were my weak times and what was going on then and how can I overcome that weakness? Because you've got a, a record, you know, that, that you're yeah. keeping track of. And of course, you can do that with a paper and a pencil. Yes, you don't you can. have to use technology. We've we've had these. Uh, yep. You know, these um, tracking devices available to us now for hundreds, maybe thousands sure. of years. Paper and pencil works just as well. Uh, but I think that for me, at least, I have found when I do some kind of tracking that it is motivational for me to keep going. Have you yes. found that? Oh, absolutely. Because you're doing some high-level training, at, at, you know, for Ironmans and things like that. But when you look back and say, you know, these were my good days and this is what I'm doing. Right. And, you know, for me, a, a lot of times what happens is you hit a, a spell where you're you're not doing so great. You know, maybe it's a week or even just a couple of days and you think, oh, I've lost it and, you know, maybe I'm just going to stop. But if you can look back on that calendar and see, no, you you hit way more days than you missed, that can be very motivating, Absolutely. Right? Yep. So uh, we're running a little low on time, but I do want to get into this. What are some safety tips while people are out walking? Because we want people to be safe. Absolutely. The first thing I would say is that if you're going to walk, you need to walk into traffic. So you're, That's a big one. you want to be able to see the drivers. You want to be able to make eye contact with them. You want to see if they're distracted and making sure that you are wearing bright colored clothes or a light if you're out at um, early hours, uh, late at night, things like that. So reflective and then into traffic. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, definitely when, again, when I see people out exercising, you, you absolutely notice those that are wearing the reflective mm -hmm. vests or the, you know, even the shoes that have those reflective pieces on mm -hmm. them. Um, my, my mom, who kind of became a runner recently, still fits into the little kid's shoes that light up, you know? Oh, so she goes to the kid's section awesome. and buys the little kid's shoes that light up. So when she's out on the road, she knows that she can be seen there as well. So that's th great. That's great. Another thing that I think is important is let people know that you're going out and where you're going to be so that if something should unfortunately happen, uh, somebody would know where you're yes. at. Yes. Right. Some sort of ID. Yeah. Um, I have a bracelet that has 
my emergency contacts Perfect. and any of my health information on it. Absolutely. Something Wonderful. that would be very beneficial. Tiffany, I think you've shared some very important things with us today. Any last minute advice that you would share? I would say start where you are. Don't compare yourself to others and just take that first step. Um, and if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever that is, just embrace that. And if you don't feel great doing it, you'll feel amazing after because you know you did something wonderful for yourself. I love that. And I just need to brag. The last day of the games, I did 27,449 steps. Woo! Wow. Almost 30,000 steps. That's awesome. Jeff. That's incredible. Yeah, that was... All walking, um, taking uh, care of business. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Put done. Yep. Wonderful. Well, again, I, I love your advice. Start where you're at. I think that's so important and so easy to to just get discouraged. But don't don't let don't get discouraged. Just start where you're at. Know that you can move forward and then continue to go forward. I like that. Thanks for joining us today, Tiffany. You bet. Thank Thanks, you. Tiff. We'll have you back sometime. I would love to. So, Jeff, as you know, you well know, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. the games are over. Yes. Yeah, you walked almost 30,000 steps, 27,000 steps on that day. Yes, I did. So the games are over. If you'd like to see the results for the Huntsman World Senior Games this, this year, though, you can find them at SeniorGames.net. For those of you who competed, that's a validation for your hard work. And for those who have not yet taken the opportunity, it gives you a chance to see where the competition is at. So, again, SeniorGames.net. Check out the results. If you're planning ahead... The dates for the 2020, and you should plan ahead, right? That's right. The dates for the 2020 games are October 5th through the 17th. So put that on your calendar. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And you can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Once you subscribe, give us a rating and write a review. It helps us spread the word. You can also find this and all of our other episodes at SeniorGames.net as well. Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. It comes from great American poet Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Wow. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye.